This podcast episode is brought to you by The Cry Lounge. The Cry Lounge is an independent publishing company founded by this podcast host, Bonnie Orbison. The Cry Lounge transfers your daydreams onto paper. With two book releases the past two years, they are preparing to extend their service to other authors and other creators. To get more details and support this show, there's a link in the description you can check out. The Cry Lounge looks forward to meeting you. My name is Bonnie Arbizan, and this is my podcast, Bonnie's Legends. to another episode of Bonnie's Legends. You just listened to the theme song made by E.B. Solis, who was the legend of the first episode of season two. This episode's legend is as well a musician in a band called Balan. And who I'm talking about is Daniel Balan who is one of three of the Balans. The Balans are Julia, David and Daniel Balan. And I was so grateful, so grateful making this interview. So happy, so grateful. This interview was, I believe, one of the funniest I've ever done so far. And I'm not sure if anybody can top Daniel's sense of humor. So I hope you have as well as much as fun I had during the interview. So, enjoy listening. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Balen. Hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> it's truly an honor to have you, you know, in this podcast because I really was just, okay, I was just texting them because I, I mentioned you in my story and then yeah. I saw that you saw the story and I was like, okay, maybe they just read my message then and then. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, so we get we get a fair amount of messages in our Instagram. Um, so I try to, I'm always like really behind replying to people. So I apologize. But um, I think, you know, better late than never, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, I'm happy to happy to be here today. I love podcasts. My favorite one is um, I listen to the daily a lot. Just like okay. news, but it's like more like um, journalism. It's not like like all the news points it's more journalism and then Amer this american life is really good what are the ones 
other ones that I listen to. Those are like my my like regular podcasts. That's great. Um, so I'm telling you now how I discovered your band. Oh, cool. <laughs> Please. So it was, I think, beginning of March this year where I discovered Something Tells Me. And I listened to it okay. and was like, okay, that's really cool. And I watched the music video and was like, wow, I like the aesthetic and all that stuff. And then, oh, but cool. I didn't really have the time to listen to the whole album. And then quarantine started, you know, and then I had, right. yeah. And then I had much time to listen to like everything. And then I had also like problems falling asleep. So I was always awake right. to listen to albums listening to albums i couldn't listen like before no, or i right. wanted to listen to them on the le in the length and then i listened to um thrill to be here oh cool and since then it's like my soundtrack awesome, <laughs> awesome. i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah um, yeah it's crazy like we were still touring that record when coronavirus started but um things got shut down But, you know, maybe we got just as many fans out of people like being at home listening to Spotify than we would <laughs> have on tour. So I don't know. I'm asking, you know, five live questions. Perfect. So what's your full name? Daniel Rotholtz Balin. So Rotholtz, um, so obviously Balin is our band name and last name. <laughs> Up to you to decide which came first. Um <laughs> And then Rothold's is my mom's maiden name. So we all have that. And Rothold's means redwood in German, right? Rothold's? Rothold's? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like redwood. Yeah, yeah. That's my other German, I know. Um, <laughs> that would be a good band name, too, Redwood. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe that'll be my other band name. I'm so <laughs> bad at naming bands. I just, like, pick my last names, middle names. Yeah, but it's it's really tricky. It's really tricky because there's so many beautiful band names out there and then you have to choose one. But you also like, like sometimes you can get stuck with a band name like that you don't like. And you you could realize later that your band name's like racist, like Southern acts that have to change their names now. Better just yeah. go with your last name. <laughs> but they should have known yeah. anyway, so shame exactly. on them. And also, like, you don't know how it's going to Google, right? Like, yeah. We have a friend, a band named, uh, we're friends with the name Joseph. That's the band name. It's not any of their names. It's just Joseph. Uh, is that um, the band, the Free Girls? The Free Yeah, yeah they're three sisters. They're incredible. I, yeah, um, I listen to them too. <laughs> oh, great. No, you should listen to them more. They're great. Um, <laughs> but but um, they had trouble with their Googling because Joseph is so general. Mm -hmm. um, that it was really difficult for, to Google them. Our name is also a Spanish town. Mm -hmm. So a lot of like, like, um, like parades in the town of Bailan come, come up. So yeah. I guess we also have like a lot of bachata Hispanic music that comes up when you type Bailan because <laughs> Bailan means dance in Spanish, which is yeah. really not good for Googling. Yeah, or Twitter. When you when you're looking for when you're searching in Twitter like Balin, you find like all these Spanish people who are tweeting, and you're like, right? Okay. Like, wait. <laughs> so like we had some people come to our shows that thought they were going to like a span um like a bachata concert. <laughs> oh. Like that at all? So you know, but I, I'm fine with it. I like when people call us Balin instead of Balin. I don't care. <laughs> 
But if you're Googling Bonnie Orbison, you get always getting this one concert from Roy Orbison and Bonnie Raitt. <laughs> oh, wow. That's actually, that's pretty fun though, right? That's okay. Yeah. Are you um, related to Roy Orbison? No, 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 no. Oh my God. Okay. That would be perfect. That would be perfect, but I'm not. <laughs> Orbison, you should just say you are. No one's going to know. <laughs> and then I'm getting in trouble with the family. <laughs> sure. Apparently, we're related to Irving Berlin. Like, he's on our father's side. He's like a distant cousin. And um, we've gotten a a bunch of messages from Balins across America saying, I think we're related and we're related to Irving Berlin. And they tell the (laughs) same story that my dad tells. And so, like, all right, it's got to be true. (laughs) It's interesting. Family lineage is really, it's really fun. Yeah. When's your birthday? May 26th. My brother is my twin brother, so his is also May 26th. He's the drummer. Say a song which describes you the most. A song that describes me the most? Probably something off of the mixtape that we released after Thrilled to Be Here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Probably 25 for the last time. Yeah. I like that one. That kind of paints a picture of my life pretty, pretty nice. Describe yourself in two, three sentences. Two, three sentences? What is this, a SAT question? (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Mostly oblivious and sometimes um, poignant. (laughs) Infrequently poignant, um, but mostly oblivious. (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) Mostly... um, can't find usually can't find the words to articulate something infrequently very poetic but i'm just riding off those very like that 10 percent of the time where i'm very poetic you know I'm just riding that wave <laughs> who's your legend who's my legend paul simon wow um he's my hero um the beatles are my heroes uh, Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. uh, and bass players. We have Jocko. We have Jocko Pistorius, obviously. Uh, James Jamerson of Motown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those come to mind. Uh, Bonnie Ray and Roy Orbison. <laughs> <laughs> I was just just making a joke, but I like. I also love Bruce Springsteen, even though yeah, yeah, I didn't really grow up listening to him. But um, and then um, I also love. Um, Bill Evans, jazz stuff. Bill Evans is my definitely my fave in that world. And just, yeah, people I get to work with. Like, um, Burt Bacharach was a legend that I got to work with who's, who's really inspiring to me and influential. Raul Midon, who's a, in the States. I think he's pretty well-known in Germany. More like... Um, mentor um yeah those are like we're doing legends though not mentors okay cool did you read did you read the autobiography of Bruce Springsteen yes I did it was wonderful mm-hmm. I, li- I listened to it though okay on audiobook okay yeah I have the book <laughs> <laughs> we actually listened to that while we were on tour um the three of us and we 
weren't Bruce Springsteen's fans before. I mean, we were kind of Bruce Springsteen's fans, but after that book, we were like, <laughs> oh my God, I love you. How would you describe your band? How would you describe Balin? Um, you have to listen to it. I don't want to like say we're like we're like you know like eclectic indie rock. <laughs> How boring does that sound? Um, no, it's like you know we have we it's we all are instrumentalists and we all sing in three part harmony and Julia plays. Um, electric guitar and acoustic guitar most of the time. I play bass and guitar and David plays drums and um, we like producing our own stuff and um, making good music. But you have to listen to it, honestly. Because yeah. you, know, you can only go so far because like the genre blends, you know. Yeah. It's like how many how many interviews or, or, or like reviews like this band mixes a unique blend of rock and roll fusion and funk. Like, all right, great. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on Wikipedia, it's a standing alternative. Alternative? Okay, yeah. cool. Sweet. I'm down with alternative. I'll just say that then. Whatever you <laughs> want me to say, Wikipedia, you're the boss. I'll go with alternative. Alt. Tell me what's everybody's position. Like, who's singing? Uh, yeah, you, you've all three are singing. Yeah, Julia sings. Um, she has a more of an alto voice for a woman. Um, so it kind of fits really nicely with me and David's vocal. So, um, like her sweet spot is kind of like a third above our sweet spot, which makes for really good harmonies. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, we all kind of sing equally. Julia sometimes sings more because she's the coolest one of us. Um, but it kind of, you know, depends on like, we usually sing the songs we wrote most of. So we all finish the songs together, but every song more or less um, was started by the individual. Um, and uh, David plays the drums and sings, and he's got, like, the more Bruce, like, he can really do that, like, sexy rock and roll <laughs> voice. And um, I'm more of, like, the soft singer. This, mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 I do the ones that make you, I sing the ones that, like, pull your heartstrings a little you know but you wouldn't want yeah. me singing all night you know because then you'll fall asleep you don't want me singing the whole set <laughs> <laughs> who's songwriting um so yeah i would say that we all write equally um mm -hmm. and then we bring it together and finish it as a whole uh, it's always better when we do that it's been really hard in quarantine because we haven't been able to be with each other and write and you know something it comes comes out that you never thought would come out when you do it all three of us but the initial spark um generally comes from one of us separately and then we bring it together but yeah all of us do the writing vocal um music and and lyrics we all work on it and who's producing you said you um, kind so of produce on your own so um thrilled to be here we worked with a producer uh this guy john congleton he does he did like saint vincent war on drugs a lot of legendary um albums he's he's a legend you should have him on your podcast thrilled to be here we we worked with john but um a bunch of stuff on the mixtape we produced ourselves and um yeah i mean going forward we'll probably be producing a lot more of our stuff too but you know the labels never want to give you 
full reins on your debut album. <laughs> they want a professional. They want a professional involved. Producers okay. are really great for making you see like another side of side of the song and um, kind of like um, reining you in when you need to be reined in and <laughs> um, seeing big picture and thinking more um, uh, macro versus micro and okay thinking about the record <laughs> and I think producers are also like helping you with mi mixing and mastering that stuff because it, for sure yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, mix mixing you sometimes the producer doesn't mix but in yeah this case john john mixed our record um okay and then we have someone else ma everyone usually have someone else master the record okay um yeah yeah because um i started songwriting now too and oh, i actually i actually thought like i'm writing the lyrics and then i have the melodies in my head but i don't have really and then i'm sitting on my piano and trying to find chords about it on five cards and there was a moment where I said okay now maybe I should work together with somebody because I was always like somebody who said okay I have to do that now on my, on my own like this this podcast right. but right. I realized that the songwriting and making music that doesn't that doesn't work <laughs> it's always it's always very difficult the songwriting is a mysterious thing that can aspects of it can be taught but um it, it's it's If there was a formula for writing a great song, everyone would write a great song, you know? Yeah, yeah um, that's true. You kind of just have to, you have to do it a lot. You have to work on it every day and um, try to just immerse your brain in experiences and, and literature. And it's hard because some people, sometimes you can't really teach how like a lyric might sing well with a melody. You mm -hmm. kind of just have to feel that and hear it yourself. Yeah. Um, you can't teach feel. Yeah, so that's, that's true. Or and you can't like um, you can work on it, but um, you can teach like what aspects of of like lyric writing um have worked in the past, but you can't mm -hmm. like teach how to write a good lyric. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I read so many pages. Like I was always songwriting, and then for example, song writing lyrics. And then I read so many pages and in the, on the internet, like how to songwrite and that stuff. And I was like, okay, I don't do it like that. I don't do it like that, but I do it like oh that. God, and I was that like, sounds, sounds like a scary place. How to songwrite google.com. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's got, <laughs> it didn't work for within. me. It's got to come from within baby. But I, I think, I think like, you know, like lyric writing, like there's cool rules to have, like to, to strive for, like, like specific experiences, make it specific rather than broad or great about um, what happened instead of how you feel. Mm -hmm. Like those kind of things are good guidelines, but like um, in the end, it's got to come from you, you know? Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's my spiel. How is the songwriting process going with you free? So can I mention that like everybody's reading the lyrics and then? Oh, so like <laughs> right now during quarantine or like when it's usual? Cause or like in right general. Now, all in general. Um, yeah, usually we will um, bring something in. Um, right now we can't, which really stinks. But um, um, we'll usually bring something in and um, kind of like write out the lyrics and start editing the lyrics and. Some people will 
and we'll fight usually about what's good and what's bad about the song. And I'll be like, no, that's good. How can you not see that that's good? And and David will be like, no, it's bad. How do you not see that's bad? And then we'll usually work on it after some pain and suffering and, and make it better. <laughs> so um, the usual thing, the siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but usually we like to write it out on a piece of paper, the lyrics out on a piece of paper so we can all see it. And we yeah. have our own our own copy of it. Um, and then we'll usually play it out, but then sometimes we'll just put it into Pro Tools or Logic and um, like work from a groove or a like a loop or something mm -hmm. like that and kind of riff over it and try to figure it out that way. But it kind of all depends on the song. But lately we've been doing it on Zoom and just all in Logic and Pro Tools. So um, we'll see if that ends up making a good record too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my brother and I, we're walking together. So he has a, he has a how you say, oh, wow. factory. Oh, cool. Like, like what no. kind of factory? No, 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 no. It's called Start Your Sales. And he's like a coach and he's doing business sales for other businesses. And for example, during this quarantine, he asked me to do his advertising, like writing his his. Ad ads how are you saying ads yeah yeah and he was always like yeah you do that better and then i did it and then he's like now okay you have to change that and that and also doing like some video animation stuff for him and he's like just do it like this and i'm like i want to do it on this way you know that's it's always like right <laughs> well you know sometimes it's 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 difficult because um there's no like mystery to the sibling to each working with each other like mm -hmm. like you know the whole backstory <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but on the other hand like you're not afraid to say something sucks or like like try to make it better you're not like anything yeah. will blow out fight like it's you're back to normal the same as you ever were an hour later so i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because then you <laughs> fight more but and without consequences yeah um like if you're working with like a friend or something you have like a blowout fight like say the worst possible things to each other meanest shit that you would never say to anyone like you're probably not going to recover from that fight for a long time yeah if it's a normal but with your siblings it's like you're sit you're back normal an hour later yeah. even though it's painful yeah so i mean there's that it doesn't make it that much fun when when you when you don't get along but um sometimes you need that friction to make something better otherwise it'll just sound like super vanilla and boring yeah like, would um, you really want to listen to a sibling band that didn't fight i don't think so like, no something wrong with yeah. you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> how did the work of john congleton came up we were we got signed to concord records and then um you're kind of just like meeting producers to work with and working on songs with producers. Um, and the one we did with him was it just the whole day was awesome. And mm -hmm. we were like, let's go with John. Uh, just like the, 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 the dynamic felt really good to us. Um, that was really it. And we really, really loved the records he had made before. Like the, especially the um, David Byrne, St. Vincent record. Mm -hmm. um, that he had made a couple years ago or worked on and all the same thing stuff and um, we just thought it was the right the right move it felt really like um, 
I don't know, St. Vincent's really big in New York City. And it just felt pretty legendary to work with the dude behind all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and his production just felt like outside of the box and um, unique and like raw, which we okay. wanted. Okay. But how was the feeling of being actually the Grammy Award winning producer in one room? Um, it was... It was cool. He doesn't really talk about his Grammy too much. <laughs> he doesn't practice that. There was one moment where, like, we were fighting over something, and um, I had, like, we were both telling my brother, like, different things from the sound booth mm-hmm. into the live room. <laughs> and I said one thing, and John said another thing. And John was like... Um, All right, well, the only one in the room that's won a Grammy says to do this. <laughs> And I was like, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, But you know, there's a lot of awesome music that haven't won Grammys. So it's like, yeah, a lot of like, you put a lot of like weight on that, on the Grammy word. Yeah, but um, it's always standing in front of them when they're in an article or something. Right. It's like yeah. it's the first thing on the Wikipedia page rather than a town <laughs> in Spain. <laughs> no, I think it was the sixth, seventh sentence he was standing in there. Cranberry Award producer, Sean Congleton. Okay, cool. So how did the band start? Was that like you you were well, we, young? Me and, Dave, me and David were born and we immediately <laughs> started a band. No, we were, we were, David and I were, were playing um we've been writing since we were little kids and then um we had this band called the balen brothers then we like decided we wanted julia in the band to sing three-part harmony and we just cut the brothers off the name very simple she's a lot younger than us so it wasn't really like we didn't really think of it as a thing um but we started writing songs and she just come in and sing harmony and then all of a sudden was nasty at guitar And it just kind of like people kind of want kept wanting to see the three of us play together until we decided to do a sh- an actual show, and uh, it was it was you know one of those moments where like whoa this is this is way better than anything we've ever done. Also, people responded to it, responded to it, and it was just you know kind of like a natural thing. Julia was was into being in a band with her brothers. Now she's like over it. Like, Get away from me. But um, back then, it was it felt like the right move, and here we are, like four or five years later. So when did it start, the band? Um, it more or less started like in two thousand and fourteen, so six years now. <laughs> um, but we didn't really get serious about it until I was doing like a this, that music. I was doing a Broadway show, and West. I went moved to London for to do a starred in a West End musical um, for two years, in New York and then London with breaks in between. But um, it's called Close to You. It was really fun. But so I was doing that for a while, and also Dave and I were working with Raul Midon, so we were busy doing other projects. And then when I got back from London. Dave and Julia visited us in London. We started playing, sh- visited me in London while I was working there. And we started playing shows there. That was about 2015. And okay. then 2016, we moved back. I moved back and we started playing shows really consistently. And 
um, started touring um, under Balin, as the name Balin, three of us. And then 2017, uh, we got signed, which is really exciting. So you're an actor? Um, I dabble in it. We all actually dabble in it, but um, it was more of like a concert musical. Okay. So like my, I was in it because I played like seven different instruments on it and sang and I danced a little too, which was fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can check it out. It was called Close to You, um, Burt Bacharach. I will played do. the uh, Criterion Theater for a while. All the ads make it look really cheesy, but it wasn't cheesy. But when you when you market a Broadway show, it's gonna be cheesy unless it's like Hamilton. But the show is really special. It was just really great musicians and great music and Burt Bacharach. Yeah, one of the greatest. So it was really cool to be part of. <laughs> Who's the boss of you? Free. Oh, the boss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely not me. Um, I would. It would be a draw between David and Julia. Uh, mm -hmm. David acts like the boss, but Julia really is the boss. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, Julia's got the final say. Um, and David's definitely acts like the boss. <laughs> um, but I don't think we have a boss, though. It's, like, very democratic, our, our whole business here. Our whole enterprise <laughs> is very democratic. There's no, there's no king. There's no queen. <laughs> Is it different to be like twins? For example, like comparing your relationship with David to your relationship to Julia. Is there a difference? Um, not really. I mean, David and I are twins, but we're not like twins, you know. It, 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 sometimes we forget we're twins. We're just we're just siblings, really. At most, uh, we just happen to be the same age. <laughs> um, we don't like like read each other's mind or like telepathic <laughs> telepathically. You know, we're just good at dealing with each other. <laughs> um, okay, but I would say the only twin thing we are is like we're really like he plays drums and I play bass. So mm -hmm. there's nothing better than a twin rhythm section, if you know what I mean. Like, the pocket is, like, telepathic. That's the only place where we're telepathic in, though. Okay. <laughs> And as a kid, you didn't wear the same clothes? Um, briefly, we wore similar clothes, but different colors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was when we were, like, babes. What did you do before that? What did David do and Julia do before the band? So, um... David, David and I have always been playing music together. So musically, um, we were just doing our brother's band um, mm -hmm. and Raul Miron. And then um, David also is a filmmaker. So he made all our videos that you watched. And okay. um, so he, he was working, um, he was actually working as a videographer for Victoria's Secret for a while before okay. the band made him too busy. <laughs> um so that's a fun job for a guy in college and um but yeah he'll do he, he does music videos for a lot of bands around new york and um like just like um video work but um he's really good at it 
So what I said at the beginning that the music videos of this aesthetic was like hitting me, he will, he oh, will that, take it as a compliment. <laughs> oh yeah, he'd love that. That was all him. <laughs> and then um, Julia um, went to school for acting. As, so um, she was in high school for like a performing arts high school for acting and musical theater. So she's done that too, but she's, um, she's still in college majoring in um, um, literature and um, she's um, very passionate about social justice. And um, I could see her being like mayor of New York at some point. <laughs> um, hold on. <laughs> Very good. Rachel, how, how old are you? 15. I'm 15. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> you look you look a lot older. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like my brother is living in Barcelona and I was there last year for two weeks and all his friends around were like, Oh hey, do you wanna come this with us to the party? And I was like, I'm fourteen. Um I don't know. I can ask my brother. <laughs> that's great. Because they all thought I'm like eighteen or something. Yeah, that's what I would think. Well that's that's good. It means you're, yeah. you'll you'll um, have more opportunities to do things, I guess, from a younger age. You can fake but, your age and, and, like, get into concerts and stuff. Yeah, but my brother really, like, teached me to do that. Like, he always right. gave me the mindset to start really early. And I was always, like, the 15, I want to start my career. And then I came out nice. with this podcast. And, yeah, That's I also so have cool. published my book some weeks wow. ago. Yeah. Congratulations. Wow, you're busy, busy, busy. Yeah. <laughs> What's the book about? It's a love drama story. Oh, cool. Well, good luck with that. That's really inspiring. Thank you. What are your plans for today? Today, I have to yeah. finish a song. I cleaned the bathroom. <laughs> um, I have posting a- something in social media. I have to post on social media. I have to call my grandma. But yeah, most importantly, call my grandma and then finish the song I was working on. Yeah, but, but we if just, you... We just had like a... I have a lot of like students as well, like songwriting students and bass students, guitar students. Great. And um, a lot of them had to cancel yesterday and today because of the hurricane because we lost... Everyone lost power and they can't... Yeah. There's no Wi-Fi. So I'm pretty free. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here in New York with power, so... If you want to have John Congleton on my podcast and he should give me his email his mail address <laughs> he would murder me i'm sorry i can't can hit him up on instagram the same way you got to me okay well I, the way you you got in touch with me was fine i i got it he he, he doesn't have that many followers he'll he'll, he'll see it okay great least. he might not respond <laughs> <laughs> but yeah then that was it that's it Oh my god! Well, thanks so much for having me on. This has been really fun. Um, where can I listen to your the rest of your podcasts? <laughs> yeah, but some episodes are on German. Oh no! So so I have to learn German to understand <laughs> it. No, actually, it's just. I mean, you could just. I mean, Zeppelin is in there, Charlie Glassfeld, and but I think in season oh, two, cool. I will only have like. Um, English ones, which will like kind of, I think the chairman around me will be upset because of that. <laughs> okay. Um, I just listened to a podcast 
called Wind of Change. Have you mm-hmm. heard of that? About the Scorpions being like having us their song um Wind of Change written by the CIA in America. I recommend Yeah. It. They're huge in Germany, right? The Scorpions. Yeah. I think they yeah. are German, right? They they're yeah, they're German. Yeah. And have are you a fan of theirs? Yeah, I mean I love Wind of Change. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, everyone loves that song. No, you know what's weird? No one knows that song in America. Really? No one. Yeah. Yeah, but I think with Sherman, we like in Sherman, we kind of, you know, we kind of connecting with the song, like the the wall. How are you saying Wall of Berlin? How are you yeah, saying Berlin Wall? Yeah. Wall yeah. Berlin's fine with me. Yeah, because the song came out during the time, um, during the time like nineteen eighty nine. That was the whole thing with the podcast. Is they were saying the CIA wrote the song so that it would create a movement to bring down the Berlin Wall. Oh, okay. That'd be crazy. I recommend it. It's on Spotify. When to change. Okay, great. Check do. it out. I'll do. Yeah. Great, um, then. Cool. Well, thanks so much for having me on. This has been really fun. Yeah, it was fun, too. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. See ya. And this was, ladies and gentlemen, Danielle Balan of the Balan. That was it for today. That was it for this episode. I hope you had fun. I hope you enjoyed listening. And I hope you tune in next week when we have again a band. Like a band. Like we have every single member of this band in. I can't tell you who the band is yet. But you will find it out if you follow me on Instagram. And and you also find out about the pre-order of my book, Follow Me, which I talked about in this interview with Danielle. So make sure to follow me on Instagram, Bonnie Orbison. And if you want to see bonus content from this episode, then you can also check out my Patreon and you'll find your happiness of bonus content of Daniel Balan. Have a wonderful Sunday evening, afternoon, morning. I don't know where you are. I don't know what time it is. I just wish you a wonderful vibe. And see you next week. Your host, Bonnie Orbison. <laughs>